Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am your host with Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid I Brown. Don't forget to follow the podcast on the Instagram page at The Ambitious Net. In today's episode, we will be discussing compatibilities. I had posed the question in the episode on arranged marriages. If my loyal listeners would like me to dedicate a podcast episode to compatibilities, some people have reached out saying yes, and I had to go back into my archives, which is the YouTube channel, um, to watch the live episode that I did with Dr. Tiffany Ross on healthy versus unhealthy compatibilities to kind of direct me with this podcast episode and how I wanted to deliver this message to you all. Keep in mind, this podcast episode is going to be short. I felt that the first three podcast episodes that I have put out for this year has been quite long. They're definitely over an hour, except for one. And I thought, you know what, let me just give them a break. I'm going to have a very straightforward podcast episode for compatibilities and give them a moment to just breathe and maybe not have too much to think about for this week. It is quite a busy year. Before we get into that, what is compatibility? It is a state in which two things are able to exist or occur together without problems and or conflict. A lot of people confuse suitability with compatibility. You can be compatible with many people and most times it's seasonally based you know the saying some people come into your life for a reason and sometimes they come into your life for a season it is based on what you are going through in that season now what is suitability it is the quality of being right or appropriate for a particular person purpose or situation you can fit in that moment with someone but not for all seasons and a lot of people don't understand that one of the things that i was bringing up in the healthy versus unhealthy compatibilities is the fact that a lot of people would go into a relationship with someone that maybe they're in love with the idea of and they would then kind of emulate what they believe the other person is looking for in a partner and mind you a lot of people tell other people what they're looking for so the only thing another person has to do is mimic that we love to communicate we like to feel like we're being heard so we just overshare a little bit and so the other person will now hear that and think okay this is what i need to do to make it seem like i am completely suitable for this person rather than just being completely honest and and then i'll win like yay right so that is something that i wanted to touch on with the healthy versus unhealthy compatibilities because there's a lot of people who put themselves in situations where they start to emulate whatever they think a person is looking for and then they do it but it really isn't who they are and i have seen these cases with particular people that have narcissistic tendencies especially if they're narcissistic. They're the type of people that would go into a relationship with somebody or start a relationship with somebody being completely the opposite of who they are and not showing who they really are, including the bad and the good. They're just perfect, right? They're they're this, they're that. They have these core values. They're all about this. And when push comes to shove and they're actually being tested, the value system doesn't automatically come up first It's the worst part of them that comes out first. And so you start to realize that whatever portrayal they were putting on to be who they think you want them to be so that they could either acquire your love and commitment and support or something else, maybe just to get your attention or maybe you were just a notch on their belt that they wanted. Who knows? We really don't know. But these people would do that not out of the pureness of their heart but solely for selfish reasons and due to that you know a lot of people give up on love a lot of people give up on 
on believing that relationships can work because they just keep meeting the same type of narcissist. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But I really just wanted to kind of go over this episode because guess what? You can tell when someone is truly, you know, compatible with you and is not faking it so that they could just be with you for whatever reasons that they might be doing it for. And so I wanted to kind of create this podcast episode so that people kind of just understand what compatibility really means. A lot of people don't understand what compatible really means. It, some people might view it as, and I think, um, you know, I spoke to uh, this pastor back in the day and he was single at the time and he said that he wanted his marriage to be similar to his parents who never fought never ever ever fought they were just quiet and just together all the time and there was no disruptions there was nothing they were just happy or i don't know if you'd call that happiness but i've never seen his parents so i can't necessarily comment and so that was the kind of relationship he was he wants to emulate he wants to find a woman that they can just be together with no arguments whatsoever and i thought at the time when i heard this i was in my 20s and i thought that just sounds really boring but to him it was wonderful it was a it's it's a blessing to be married to someone for so long and not have any conflicts you're all on the same page you're doing the same things there's an understanding between you guys and you're suitable because you know there's no excitement there's no downside it's just neutral all the way through to the end of your life and so that was a relationship that he was looking for and he did find a woman that he could have that with i don't know if that's the situation currently in their marriage but i really do wish them the best if that is what they're looking for no fights whatsoever so compatibility is a feeling of sympathy and friendship like-mindedness being compatible means you can adapt you have adapted to the person's season this could be romantically or in a friendship it is a choice based on where you are in life and keep in mind i do agree that you can have friendships where you, you're adaptable but you're there's no romantic interest between you and that friend and that is what makes that friendship so great is that you're both compatible as friends but not romantically we see a lot of females or men who have been in long-term friendships with people and that's because they are compatible and if one of them changes then they will just go on a new adventure where they would learn about each other in a different manner and maybe find something else that they're in common with and that will continue the friendship going forward so you know it's hard work to to maintain compatibility between people and that is why sometimes people just don't want to do the work after a specific season and so they part ways the point that i was trying to make in the healthy versus unhealthy compatibility uh, compatibilities episode the live stream episode with dr tiffany ross is that people can mold themselves to fit your needs of compatibilities that is unhealthy because it is true it isn't truly themselves months and years will pass where their true beliefs will be present and you will be blindsided because you didn't know they started out telling you what you wanted to hear and then they got tired of it and they changed their mind like i said most narcissists do this similar to gaslighting really if you completely think about it they they came into your life under false pre pretenses and now they want to kind of change the rules and say okay well i know this is what you were looking for in a person but now i want to be myself and since i've locked you in like you need to deal with it and just kind of go along with it and love me regardless i mean that's cute and all but you started out with a lie <laughs> so why would i stand by you but a lot of people would a lot of people would because it was very difficult for them to find people to connect with and i can completely understand that especially when you get to a particular age where you just don't feel like making new friends and you meet somebody and they seem to fall into that category for a few years or a few months you're gonna hold on to that because again who the hell wants to start over i don't mind but most people don't want to my favorite aspects about these people with their fake compatibilities they they like to behave like they're the victim for what they did to you they're gaslighting you and they're blindsiding you 
and completely changing the rules of the game because you know they've, they've done the work they put it in it was hard for them to continue that lie so the best you can do is just just take them as they are um, after such a long period of, of lying about themselves they worked so hard to convince you so why not reward them for playing you because that is what it is it's fraud I understand people that lie to get what they think they deserve, lie to fit into the world. Most people don't realize that the lies were unnecessary because the person may accept you for who you are, so there was no need to lie in the first place. And that is true. Majority of my friends, they're all different. Each and every one of them are different. None of my friends are similar. None of my friends are the same. And because they're not similar and the same and they have different core values and different morality and they think differently, I appreciate that about them because it gives me a fresh new perspective on looking at looking at things. So I don't see it as a bad thing that someone doesn't seem compatible. I mean, I would be bored out of my mind having someone who just agrees with everything that I agree with or want to do everything that I want to do. It doesn't leave any room for adventure or, you know, to learn about that other person. So I personally, if you came to me with the version of who you are as a whole, then I'll most likely accept you for who you are. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be with you romantically, but we can definitely be friends if I'm, you know, if we're down for it. But other than that, I mean, romantically is a whole different ball game for me. I will accept anybody for who they are as a person, but romantically, the standard would change. That's a whole different story. So beginning by lying to me about who you are or who you think you are um, to show that we are in fact compatible and trying to find these minuscule things to keep us connected is not it <laughs> it really isn't but I, I do wish these people the best when they want to waste their time uh, so let's continue but they felt like they did because society has the, these weird rules. So a lot of people, the point that I'm trying to make with that statement is that a lot of people lie all because society has these weird rules. In order to fit in, you need to be a certain way. You need to conform to be suitable. So if you want that picket fence life, you need to conform. Yes, it's toxic. Yes, you will be miserable. But at least you have somebody based on a lie, <laughs> right? Um, they don't know how to handle your demons and you can't handle theirs. But as long as you look good on the outside, the perception of others are the most important. It is more important than your happiness. No one cares what you are experiencing inside to fit in. You will be praised and rewarded if you comply. People will wonder why there is such a high divorce rate. It's the fakeness. It's the lies. So that concludes the point of healthy versus unhealthy compatibilities. Um, if you have not watched the live on Orchid Bloom's YouTube channel. So let's get back to the topic of compatibility. So now we need to talk about what the hell it is. Yes, I provided you a definition, but now we just need to break it down a little bit more. Being compatible means there is an agreement. Compatibility and understanding are important pillars that build the foundation of a strong and long-lasting relationship. It is important that despite having unique personalities, you have shared interests with your partner and also make each other comfortable in their own skin that is so important y'all do not know how important that is love is more than just a feeling and compatibility is more than just liking the same things or having similar things in common love is something that you cultivate and grow it's a feeling and emotion but it is also taking action an ever-changing process. Compatibility is necessary to help it grow and evolve. Sometimes love is not enough, so choosing love above all else is not realistic. 
love sometimes is a choice. And that is the point that I was trying to make in the arranged marriages episode. A lot of these kids who are entering marriage with partners that their parents or guardians have selected for them, they aren't necessarily thinking about love, especially for the traditional arranged marriage. It's not about love. The parents aren't looking and saying, oh, these two are clearly in love. Let's hook them up. That's a, a love arranged marriage. That's different. But the traditional tra uh, arranged marriage is not about that. They are looking for compatibilities outside of love. Love is not the first option. Most of these parents believe that over time, with these select selected compatibilities, that their children will then grow into loving each other and creating a warm home for their grandchildren and keeping that family unit that will tie these two families together. So they're looking at it as a, a form of unity between the two families and cultivating that, that love as time passes. But love is not the first thought on their mind when they're making these selections for their children. If you say that you are compatible with someone, you mean that you have a good relationship with them because you have similar opinions and interests, you know, like a friend. A lot of people like to use zodiac signs to determine if they are compatible with each other. The issue I feel with that is we are sometimes not only one sign, but two. For example, myself, I am born a Pisces, but I am a cusp with Aquarius. Sometimes I am more Aquarius than Pisces. So if Virgo is my most compatible sign, I would be with one, wouldn't I? I dated a Vertigo before back in the day, and we just didn't work out. Not because he wasn't a nice guy, and not because I wasn't a nice girl. It's just either it was the timing or something else, but I just did not have any real feelings for this specific person. I mean, he's still on my Facebook. He's now married with a child, and I wish him and his wife the best of luck, but I'm very happy that he found what he was looking for because his sign and my sign were not it. To be honest, I seem to be more compatible with a Pisces. They just accept me for who I am, and who doesn't want that? It would be great for me to go into a relationship where I don't have to change who I am. I can grow and I can still do whatever I want because I'm an independent person. But just keeping in mind that I have a partner right beside me. I don't want to feel caged in. I don't want to feel like I have a ball and chain attached to me. I still want to feel like I am free. So does this mean that the zodiac signs truly work? In my case, no. I have met a lot of people who have chosen somebody based on a zodiac sign because when they went on the internet, they googled my sign, this is my birthday, and then that person's birthday, and this is their sign, and the website says we're compatible. So they would choose to go into a relationship with that person. Sometimes they are successful because at this point, you know, the website's telling them that this is their, their partner of compatibility. They haven't really checked, you know, the compatibility for themselves by having that conversation, by trying new things together and seeing if they're compatible or not. These are people who said, well, the website says it, so it has to be true. And I'm happy for them. I really am. Like, good for you. But compatibility is more than what a website is telling me. Compatibility means how comfortable I am with this person and how comfortable that person is with me. I met a guy when I was working at the Ottawa hospital. And he is obsessed with zodiac signs. On a first date with a girl, that's the first question he'll ask. Oh, what's your sign? What's your birthday if you don't know your sign? I'll look it up right now. And he whip out his phone and start looking it up because he needs to be able to have the internet tell him that you and him are compatible. I have seen this with females, but I've never, ever met a guy who was that obsessed before. And so he's always looking for that specific zodiac sign that's compatible with him like he is dating the sign and not the person. But hey, I don't understand and so he ended up going on a date with a girl that he really, really liked. And I don't think he had any other prospects at the time. And she was an uh, Aquarius. Yeah, I think she was an Aquarius. 
And so I forgot what his side is. Maybe he was a Gemini. He could be a Gemini. He acted like a Gemini. Like, whoo, I could not date a Gemini. But he really liked her. They had so much in common for that first date. I guess, you know, you meet someone for the first time. Everything seems fresh and new. So you get excited. So he got excited. And but based on her sign, it said on the, the, the Internet that they're not compatible. But he decided to throw caution to the wind and just take a chance. And maybe, you know, this specific zodiac sign will prove him wrong. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so they went into this relationship. He did the best that he could. He basically gave her the best of himself uh, to his standards. A lot of people believe that they're giving the best of themselves, but they're not actually listening to what they're saying. So, you know, sometimes he'll give me a list of stuff that he did for her or certain behaviors that he did to her and, and with her. And I was like, actually, that's super controlling. But you think it's great, but good for you. And the one thing I know as being a cusp with Aquarius, we don't like controlling people. We just don't um, because maybe we have controlling tendencies ourselves. So because of that, we just don't like it. And so, you know, she just kept behaving like this wasn't a real relationship, started making decisions like this, like it was just her against the world and not them against the world, even though they were in a relationship for a certain period of time. And when she, they finally broke up, she dumped him. Um, well, she dumped him before when she decided to move to Europe for six months and then she came back and, you know, he chased, he pursued her again because I guess he couldn't forget about her and they got back together and then she dumped him again. And so he was grieving. He was so heartbroken and I was listening to everything that he said, but I mean, like everything that was coming out of his mouth, I was just like, buddy, like this is not a good relationship. She clearly didn't take you seriously. Um, I don't know what you did or what you said to make her behave this way, but she kind of discarded it. She sounds like she was like she had one foot out the door at this point and you had both foot in. But while you're both your foot foot was in, you were bitching and complaining the whole time. And he was like, no, 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 I wasn't bitching and complaining. I'm like, yeah, actually, you were because everything that you're telling me that sounds super nice and super cute in your mind sounds like bitching to me. And that can be quite annoying. And he's like, no way. And I said, can you do me one favor? And he's like, what? I said, go home, sleep on it. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, I need you to ask yourself the question. And he's like, okay, what question? I said, did you go into this relationship with her on that first date knowing that she was not compatible with you based on a website? And did you carry that in the back of your mind throughout the entire relationship, which did not leave any room for you to develop a new relationship together without the pressure of what you read on the Internet? And he's like, of course, I didn't do that. And I said, think about it really hard, because majority of the things that you keep saying to me is, oh, she did this, you know, and guess what? Like the website for the Zodiac sign said that this is what Aquarius did. And I said, well, did you say that to her? And he's like, of course, I didn't say that to her. But I'm like, but did you say that to her, though? Like, did you? So I said, are you sure you didn't carry that perception in the relationship? And maybe you weren't paying attention sometimes and shit just came out of your mouth, maybe in an argument or something or another where you're like, oh, it's because you're Aquarius. Aquarius has this problem and this problem and this problem. You're always in your own way and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you sure you never said this at a certain point over time, multiple times to annoy the fuck out of her? And he said, no, but I, I looked in his eyes and I knew it was a yes. And he was flat out lying. And I said, well, you need to take responsibility for the failure of this relationship because you were too busy trying to date an uh, Internet Zodiac sign rather than a person. And you don't seem to be recognizing that the person in front of you is a person and they are flawed and they're not supposed to be perfect. You did not date her. And then all of a sudden, magically, she's just supposed to erase all of her bad habits. She's supposed to just turn around and just be completely different and be exactly what your truest zodiac sign is supposed to be. The one that you're supposed to be compatible with. She's just supposed to morph into that overnight. And it's just supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to do all these great things. And she's just supposed to spread her wings and fly. Right? So I said that to him and I said, are you sure? Because at this point, like you're telling me that you love her, but you're giving me 21 reasons why you can't stand her. And then the only positive thing that you have to say about her is I love her. Doesn't sound like you really accepted her for who she was. It didn't sound like you saw her as an individual person. You were looking for a zodiac sign. 
so maybe her leaving you for the second time is for the best now you can go look for the sign a zodiac sign and the internet says that this particular sign is for you then you should you should go for that and he's like oh but you're a pisces and with my sign and your sign we're actually compatible yes he was a gemini now i remember he was a Gemini. When he said, oh, I'm a Pisces, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, I'm a cusp with Aquarius. I, I'm, I'm completely Aquarius. I, I might have a little bit of Pisces tendencies, but I'm a total Aquarius because I'm like trying to say, nobody, don't look here. I am not a zodiac sign. I am a, an individual. I am a human being. We are not compatible just because the internet told you that. At this moment in time, I've known you for a few months and I honestly can't stand you so maybe the internet was right you and an aquarius should never be together and as much as i'm a pisces i am definitely an aquarius to you so that is what i mean by and i mentioned this in the live episode that people just seem to base their compatibility with people based on their zodiac sign and apparently that's supposed to be a lasting relationship if you pick and choose you know who you go on dates based on their zodiac time or zodiac sign so in my mind i'm thinking someone needs to just create a, a dating app for just zodiac signs and you punch in i'm a pisces i'm a Aquarius, i'm a gemini i'm a virgo and then you know the the website will match you with all the virgos on there and all the pisces on there and sagittarius on there and you get to date all the sagittarius that pops up on your profile and you just get to go through the same signs for all of them and maybe one of these signs are going to be so compatible with you that you'll never have to look anywhere else because you are looking to date a zodiac sign congratulations now let's move on past that zodiac story the zodiac killer story the four category of compatibility is one physical compatibility two intel intellectual compatibility three spiritual combat compatibility whoa tongue-tied there and more and the fourth is emotional compatibility with the zodiac story that i mentioned before the one thing i noticed that he and this other sign had that he was not compatible with is that they had physical compatibilities i mean the sex was the bomb from what he said but you know they did not have the intellectual they didn't have the spiritual and they also didn't have the emotional he was trying to mold her into all four but it wasn't successful um and so he just wanted to keep the physical aspect and he just needed her to hurry up and change into the other aspects so that he could be comfortable and not have to worry about the zodiac sign anymore because oh my gosh she's my sign she's my sign you know she's my sign so let's be honest not all relationships have all four but it doesn't mean that people aren't looking for all four in one person some people might believe that's not possible and others they're the lucky few have it all all four in their partners so lucky let's hope they're all four for their partners as well a lot of people would choose to just settle for two out of the four you know what i mean like i think i had a conversation with a guy once and he was like a, a nigerian nigerian guy and apart from the four categories which i don't think he's ever considered he was just looking for a woman and i said what kind of woman are you looking for he's like any man that asks for a woman with the full package is being selfish and i said for real he's like yes i said oh so what exactly are you looking for and he said to me he's like you can't have boobs and tits at the same time you can only have one i said oh he wasn't talking about categories now he's talking about the look of a female and i said okay so which one would you choose ass or tits he's like if i had to choose i would choose ass i said oh okay so the stereotype that black men like big asses you just fit right in and he we laughed about it of course but when he said that i was like hmm a lot of people do believe this and think this way that hey out of the four categories that i just mentioned physical intellectual spiritual and emotional a lot of people have to choose two out of the four because they've dated a bunch of people and they're tired of dating and they're like you know what i found two two out of the the four it's it's fine i'll take it and then for the other two that i don't have i'll look elsewhere some people might cheat with somebody that has the other two aspects or they'll have a friend that has those other two as aspects that their partner is lacking in 
and be able to get that stimulation from them instead and sometimes you know that's kind of it leads to emotional cheating and then it leads to actual physical cheating because well you know you just keep looking at your partner like she or he is lacking in some way so i do feel bad for those people who are so obsessed with all four categories um because if you don't get it like you're gonna be dissatisfied in some way and you're going to cause menace in your own damn life but let's move on in religious relationship your spiritual compatibility is of the utmost importance which is why most religious relationships christians muslim whatever it is or whatever you consider yourself to be at um the partners are dissatisfied (laughs) That's my perceptive, my perception, so don't uh, hold this against me. Um, if you really do believe that certain relationships that are based on spirituality are quite successful, um, let's continue. It's not enough. Being just spiritually compatible, sometimes it's not enough. It's like love, and spirit is love. If people don't believe that, well, I feel very sorry for you. Religious manipulation gets old at some point in a relationship or a marriage cultivates bitterness and resentment and mind you some spiritual compatibility relationships aren't necessarily like this they might actually be on the same page but again what you see on the outside and what's happening you know indoors are two separate things you really don't know and a lot of people need to understand that the grass is never greener on the other side because of this what was used as a method of control in the relationship a method of who is the head versus the tail and you hear that a lot in these uh, spiritual relationships um, is now viewed as manipulation it's called religious manipulation is using your your religion to put someone in in a state where they have to be completely submissive and somehow a lot of people don't understand that certain controlling behaviors still needs to have some some substance of respect like you have to respect the partner that you're with and being nice to them is not necessarily respectful being nice is it's a common decency like it's it's a human being factor that everyone has it's not special so when you're in a relationship or a marriage with someone where you know they want to keep pushing religious quotes from the bible and this is what the bible said and blah 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 like good for you but you also have to do it in a respectful way and understand that your partner has needs as well and sometimes if they are the old testament they tend to forget that their partner needs to needs to have a say in this spiritual journey that you're both on because now you're unequally yoked now compatibility is a partnership traits of an effortless relationship that is compatible are openness to experience humility and honesty let that sink in openness to experience humility and honesty according to dr cheryl frazier a buddhist sex therapist from duncan british columbia common signs of relationship compatibility includes one flexibility two forgiveness three friendship four humor five admiration six team player seven grace what is grace it is simply elegance and refinement of movement or and courteous goodwill Another important sign of compatibility is the willingness to let you be you and let go of the need to be the same person that they met before because you are not. That is what makes life and love interesting. Now, let's pose the question, can you love someone and not be compatible with them? Frazier explains love and compatibility are not the same. Love is a feeling, an emotion, an inner experience that for most part excludes the other person. You can love someone and they may not love you back. Likewise, you may be compatible with someone in the absence of love. You can improve compatibility 
because it's a choice between two different people to find a complementary common ground. Just like husbands whom has to choose to love their wives and their wives have to choose to love them, compatibility is the same. Everything in this world is a choice. Two of the opposites can coexist in a relationship. They can be incompatible at first, but their relationship can still work because they can meet in the middle through shared intimate moments and acts of thoughtfulness. Now, I had to kind of throw that part in because in the arranged marriage uh, podcast episode, or was it Mail Order Bride? One of them. Yes, it was Mail Order Bride. I had talked about an Irish girl that I knew back in the day who got married to a guy from the States where they were completely different, completely different people. She was very active and outgoing and likes to go on on exercising and hikes and things like that. And he was a complete opposite. He was a nerd engineer, just wanted to stay in his basement and be on his computer. And so they got married regardless because she was ready for to get married and she wanted a husband and he was the better option at the time. And so when I was younger, I would say, you know what, I'll be really surprised if they last. But deep down, I knew they would last because she's the type of person that would find something else in common for them to work on together. And, you know, she would still find friends where she can go off and be active with. She can find friends to go hiking with. And it's true. Most of the things that you want to do with your partner, you can actually find friends to do that with. You don't actually have to do that with your husband or wife. But the things that you need to work on together in the relationship are much more important than that and finding a common ground between you and that person where you blend what he likes and what you like into a a little packed compartment and you focus on that weekly or daily and you you know you cultivate those little moments of thoughtfulness and and create those intimate moments where you're where you're laughing at each other and honestly i i can say that my humor is a bit different from other people but with their relationship i'm sure they could find something i am 100 percent sure they can find something and as far as i know they are still together they're still married for more than five years now and there wouldn't have been last they would not have lasted this long if it was just a spiritual compatibility that they had because they were compatible spiritually um they must have found another way to cultivate those other four categories into their relationship and they both needed to actively work on it for their relationship to still be going at this point there are actionable ways to improve couples compatibility the first one is creating a new shared interest that you would both like to explore together Uh, the second is scheduling time for both individuals interests and shared goals and the third is celebrating and supporting your partner's solo interests so difference doesn't necessarily mean incompatibility if your partner doesn't have four or provide all four that's okay you both can still make it work you will just have to make a choice and hopefully your partner is making the same choice mind you some partners are more comfortable when you're at rock bottom so when you rise out of the darkness of trauma and pain they no longer is compatible with you a lot of people have a trauma bond compatibility or or they would feel or they think that because you have shared traumas that you are both compatible together due to this and realistically it's it's not it's not compatibility it's a trauma bond and so when they use the term compatibility to define trauma bond as compatible it isn't it's not accurate once one of the partners decide that staying in this place of trauma and pain and constantly complaining about what has happened in the past is not working for them and they actively work on themselves individually and try to rise above that um, trauma and pain they will you and that person that you had trauma bond with who believe that being in that space or that mindset of darkness is going to realize that you know you guys aren't compatible anymore 
And when they do, they will have to make an internal choice. They will have to make a choice to either improve themselves and meet you where you are or live in their insecurities of having someone beneath them or with them in their trauma and their pain so that they would feel more superior or to feel that they're okay just the way they are constantly focused on that trauma and that pain the last choice is the end of the relationship nothing will grow in that state plants don't grow without sun and water so if you're constantly in darkness with this person there is no growth you are just stuck in a bad place for a very long period of time so I just wanted to throw that in there as well when it comes to compatibility because I have met people who like to associate trauma bond as compatibility. Oh my God, you know, we grow up and we've been through so much together and this is what, we, what we've been through, both of us. We're from different families and from different places and oh my God, life is just so hard and it, it's just so much and they're like, but we're so compatible together. It's so nice to meet someone who understands, who's been there. But I mean, if you guys are continuing that perpetual state of, of holding on to that pain and that trauma, then, then that's not healthy at all. It's really not. So let's move on. The eight elements of compatibility in a healthy relationship is conversation, intimacy, relaxation, ambition, philosophy, interests, respect, and passion. Did you hear anything about trauma and pain in that eight elements of compatibility for a healthy relationship? No. So if you are out there and you are saying, oh, this guy and I or this girl and I are compatible because, you know, we come from both fucked up families and so we just don't want to have kids and we hate life and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's great and all, but it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. So to um, end this, to conclude this podcast episode, I wanted to list 15 signs you and your partner are compatible. And I really want you to drink this in like a glass of fresh water. Fresh water. Cold water. Not fresh. I don't, is there such a, such a thing as fresh water? I guess if you're really dying of thirst and it's a super hot day and you drink a nice cold glass of water, it's it tastes, you know, fresh. <laughs> but we're in the winter, so water does not taste fresh. So, you know, a nice take a good gulp of this water that we'll be listing um the first on the list from the 15 signs is you don't question the love in your relationship you know they love you so just know they love you don't keep asking do you love me do you love me yes yes do you love me do you love me yes yes and it's it gets annoying um number two you know things about each other no one else knows so embarrassing stories to intimate details about your life. And oh my God, I love those. Those are like the best parts of relationships is, you know, in the middle of the night, if you're with your partner and your partner does something stupid in the middle of the night, and then the next day, you know, while they're at work, you'll send them a text message and you'll just go, hey, you know what, what happened last night? And he'll be like, what? And you go, well, you did this. And he goes, huh? <laughs> And you both get to just kind of laugh about it the next day because he wasn't aware or she wasn't aware. And it's just a good conversation to have because you're both laughing about it together. It's a shared moment. And number three on that list, you don't want to change them. You respect your partner as an individual. You don't want to change them. And honestly, I am at the age where I I'm not looking for a relationship where I'm going to fix someone or mold them or change them into what I think is best for me. Come to me as you are, and if I will accept it, then that's fine. I am not interested in in taking on the role of mother, teacher, and any of that shit. Just do you. Just do you. Number four, you enjoy spending time apart. I know. I know. 
so many relationships people go into they're glued to each other for the first month or three months of their relationship due to the honeymoon phase and then after the you know the three months the honeymoon phase is over it's almost like okay but can you go get a life <laughs> well you kind of ditched your friends so that you can hang out with this one person every single damn day for three months so where are your friends they're out living their own lives in their own relationships making time for their friends and doing what they need to do and now you're trying to crawl back in like they missed you <laughs> and they don't because they got over it so you enjoy spending time apart when you start a great relationship it can be hard to step away and spend some time alone it is essential that you also enjoy spending time away from your partner pursue your own interest number five you share common interests while it is important to have your own hobbies and interests compatible partners make the effort to spend time together doing things both that they both enjoy I know it sounds like a contrary from the from the last point but I mean the time that you do spend time together you know basically do something worthwhile like don't just sit there netflix and chill like the whole three months like that's so boring but hey maybe that's something that you're both into and i wish you the best of luck with that number six you fight with each other i know you know everyone believes that being compatible means that you don't fight yeah that's not true if you tell your partner you disagree with them they should listen to you and take you seriously and vice versa Number seven, you want to work out serious problems, not problems that you you want to create or you've created in the relationship to maybe feel relevant. I'm referring to like serious problems, severe problems, things that really need to be addressed, um, not fabricated. <laughs> Number eight, your partner makes you want to be a better person. That is a very good feeling to have if you are with someone that sincerely wants you to grow and to be a better person. If you have experienced that, you are very lucky. And I hope that you are doing the same for your partner as well. Number nine, you can both imagine a future together. Yes, every girl's dream is that the guy is seeing her in their future as well. So when I hear this, I go, I just laugh because I'm like, this is for the females. <laughs> um, as for the men, just remember, if you don't see a future with this girl, don't waste your time. Just don't waste your time. Number 10, you can be yourself around your partner. Didn't I cover that already? Yeah, we'll just leave that. Number 11, you're attracted to each other yes that is so important i remember you know talking to a few guys who you know were trying to date me at some point and i i remember saying to them like i'm not attracted to you though and they're like it's fine we can still hang out and you know you'll get there gradually and i'm like but no i'm really not attracted to you though and they're like yeah but it takes time like we just have to find something that we we both have in common and then you know we'll find the attraction and i'm like no 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 it doesn't matter if you find something in common i'm sincerely not interested or attracted to you please don't try to change that because it's not going to change i'm just not attracted to you so people some people just need to learn how to listen they really do and uh number 12 you try to get along with each other's family that is very important you should get along with each other's family do you know how miserable it's going to be if you get married to this person and it turns out you hate their family like you're stuck with them for the rest of your life until you get divorced and because you have kids you're still stuck with them so honestly you better make sure you get along with their families number 13 you keep your relationship fresh and fresh meaning you do you do things you cultivate and you create opportunities for you guys to do new things and to experience new things and to have different conversation and to go to different places um it's fun when you do that don't you think number 14 you make the effort oh my god is that so important you make the effort a lot of people think that oh i just need to put 10 percent in a relationship no give me 100 percent. you can keep your 10 percent and go throw it at some pathetic girl that wants 10 percent. that needs 10 percent. no bitch i want 100 i want 100 percent. number 15 your friends and family know them well i mean yeah no I'm not feeling that. I mean, my family is in Jamaica. Most of my family. My mom is here. My brother is here. And my other brother is in Florida. 
and then my cousins in you know the states so i have family all over the place my family is not going to know anyone that i date really well and to be perfectly honest all of my friends are quite independent so they're not focused on my intimate life or my personal life they might go they might ask oh do you have a boyfriend i'll go yeah and they're like oh, okay cool and that's it that's really it <laughs> we're not that nosy <laughs> you know they're not gonna care for my family they're not gonna care unless i'm you know getting married to this guy that's when they're going to be like oh, okay okay this is serious now we're gonna get to know him because he put a ring on the finger other than that no they don't care and neither will my friends oh you have a boyfriend okay but is is he marriage material and it's like well i don't know yet oh, okay well talk to me when it's actually serious then i'll give a fuck like those are my friends <laughs> so at the end of the day don't lie about your core values and morals to fit in and to seem suitable to someone whom you've only liked the idea of Faking compatibility doesn't just hurt the other person, it hurts you too. Be honest, be authentic, and be genuine. Know who you are and what you bring to the table. Lies fester, brings toxicity, and creates situations that cannot be fixed. Take the time to find the right person for you. Don't fabricate a, a, a compatibility situation to suit you. Just don't do it find the right person you won't waste your life you you know we only live once stop fucking it up we only live once that concludes our podcast episode thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast visit our website at taonetwork.ca and our social media pages are facebook the ambitious obsession network instagram at the ambitious net and twitter at the ambitious ops my personal Instagram, again, is at Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to click the follow or subscribe button and share your favorite episode with your family and your friends. I hope you have a splendid day.